Hi Church, it's great to be with you today and today I'm going to be continuing our four-part series on matters of the heart. Last week Pastor Paula kicked us off with her fantastic message on having a heart of love and I'm just going to refer back to that in just a moment but as we share this series don't forget we're not talking about our physical heart that's in our physical body that pumps the blood around the body we're essentially talking about our soul at uh, the very core of our being where our emotions flow from so last week's message paul has spoke about a heart of love and as god's people god's called us to unity and the unity that god has called us to have as his people can only be achieved when we truly love each other and loving each other in a way that brings unity to the body of Christ can only come from a true and experiential knowledge of God's love and God wants you God wants me to experience his love and Paul has shared last week that the holy spirit has filled our hearts with the love of God and and it's from that love that when we love each other then that unity that God's called us to can truly come Paula spoke about the need to soften our hearts to God's love. You know, life can have this way of causing us to become hard-hearted sometimes, causing us to close our hearts up. And that's not what God wants. God wants us to be a people who have soft hearts, hearts that are open to receive the Holy Spirit and the love of God so that we can be the people that God has called us to be. Ultimately, God wants us to reflect who he is in this life. Uh, the bible talks about developing the character of christ and that's what god's called us to do in our lives so today my message is entitled a heart that's guarded a heart that's guarded so when i'm talking about a heart that's guarded my immediate thought is okay so i need to close my heart up then and not let anything in uh, and that's not what we're talking about i'm not going to be talking about having a hard heart or a closed heart today i'm not going to be contradicting what what pastor paula spoke about last week uh, when she was saying about softening our hearts and opening our hearts up to god's love uh, i'm not going to be saying you know actually no you should harden your hearts uh, what i'm saying today is that we've got to be careful what we let into our hearts in fact when we let the wrong stuff into our hearts uh, we start to close them up even to the right stuff that god wants to put in our hearts So having a guarded heart is not having a hard or a closed heart. Um we've got to but we have got to be careful what we allow in. So that's what we're going to talk about today. It's important that we operate the gate. Say that after me. Operate the gate. It's important that we operate the gate of our hearts, letting the right stuff in but keeping the wrong stuff out. So we're going to talk a bit about that today. Uh first of all, I know Pastor Paul referred to this scripture last week, Proverbs 4 verse 23. I'm just going to read this to you in three different translations of the Bible. First of all, the New Living Translation. It says, "Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life." I mean, that's a big statement. Above anything else that you can do the most important thing that you can do is to guard your heart for it determines the course of your life it says in the new international version above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it and then in the new king james version it says keep your heart another way of saying guard your heart keep your heart 
with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So as we do this journey of life, the things that are important, the decisions we make, the choices we make, actually a lot of that comes from having a heart that is in the right place. So where our heart is, that will determine the course of our life. So it's important that we have a healthy heart. Speaking again of our soul, our soul, the, the very core of who we are, uh, where our emotions flow from. If you want your life to go in a healthy direction, then you've got to keep your heart healthy. I love this passage in 3 John verses 1 and 2. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. That's a great prayer, isn't it? I, I like to think that anyone that's praying for me, that's mainly my mum, uh, will be praying that uh, I prosper in all things and that I'm healthy. And then it says, just as your soul, speaking of the heart of who you are, just as your soul or your heart prospers, just as your soul prospers. So there's a direct connection to a prosperous and a healthy life um, to the condition of our heart, the condition of our soul, which is why it's important that we guard our hearts, that we let the right stuff in and keep the wrong stuff out, because the condition of our heart determines the course of our life. So a key to a prosperous and healthy life is guarding our heart well. So we've got to operate the gate. Say it again, operate the gate. If you want to have thinking about the physical heart now, the, the heart that pumps the blood around your body. If you want to have a healthy physical heart, then you have to guard it well. Guard it well. It can be severely damaged by continually eating the wrong foods, not doing enough exercise, and by challenging circumstances. These are three things that can uh, really affect the health of your heart. If you eat the wrong foods, if you uh, don't do enough exercise and also if you handle challenging circumstances in the wrong way. Because challenging circumstances can sometimes lead to worry, they can lead to anxiety. The things that we face in life can sometimes lead us to a place of fear, sometimes shock, sometimes grief. Sometimes our challenging circumstances lead us to being lonely and isolated. Sometimes they lead to stress sometimes disappointment, and sometimes even people, because of circumstances, move to a place of unforgiveness. And next week, my lovely wife Carla is going to be sharing about having a heart of forgiveness, because this is such an essential thing. Um, if you want your life to, to prosper and be healthy, um, then one thing that we need to keep out of our hearts is unforgiveness. But we'll talk about that next week. However, if you eat the right foods, just again, thinking about your physical heart now, if you eat the right foods, if you do exercise, and if you deal with challenging circumstances well, then you will keep your physical heart healthy. In fact, when we face challenging circumstances, being deliberate about trusting God, being deliberate about walking by faith can have a really positive effect on our physical heart. Being deliberate about speaking positively, about spending time with good people, the right people, people that encourage you. You know, the word encourage means to put courage in. The word discourage means to rip the heart out. 
So spend time with encouraging people. That does your physical heart good. Taking time to rest and relax. Being quick to forgive. All of these things are really good for your physical heart um, and, and, and can be of huge benefit to you. Anyway, in the same way, when it comes to guarding our hearts, speaking of our soul, the core of who we are, the place where our emotions flow from, there are three main areas that we need to consider. And I've referred to these three things already. So these are how we eat, how we exercise, and how we respond to challenging circumstances. So first of all, how you eat. Let's read this scripture from Matthew 4, verse 4. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, Jesus declared these words, which are originally written in Deuteronomy, when he was tempted in the wilderness by the devil to turn rocks into bread because he was hungry after 40 days of prayer and fasting. And and so there was this temptation to just eat something. Jesus could have very easily turned the rocks into bread and eaten that bread to to find physical sustenance. Um, But he declared in this moment that there is something more powerful and more life-giving than the natural food that we eat, and that is the spiritual food that we eat. If you live on God's word, if you eat of God's word, that brings true life to your body. Um, and it's really good for your heart. You know, we talked about eating the right foods um, so that you have a healthy physical heart. Well, when you eat of God's word, that is the best food that you can eat. And that brings health and life to your heart um, and to your life. So God's word is a really healthy food for your heart. But we're often so unguarded, aren't we, when it comes to what we feed on in this world. We, we fill our minds with the voices of this world that so often contradict what God, God's word says about us. And so all we have is, is words that don't bring life when we should be turning to God's word that brings true life and makes us have a healthy heart. So through the friendships we have, through social media, through the media generally, through music, what we listen to, what we watch, what we read, all of these things can often contradict what God says, and therefore they can have a detrimental on, uh, effect on the soul or the heart of who we are. You know, we forget to operate the gate of our heart, and we end up letting in so much junk that our hearts get clogged up. Our soul gets clogged with, with all the junk of the world's opinions and what the world says about this and uh, and just this, this whole comparison thing that goes on through social media and all of that. And it leads us to have closed hearts and hard hearts. You know, when, when all we base our, our, our sustenance on in this life is the words of other people, then that can often lead to, to us losing trust in people. And when you stop trusting people, then your heart can become really closed and really hard. But when you feed on God's word, when you feed on God's opinion over your life, that leads you to have a soft and an open heart. And that's what God wants. So first of all, how we eat, that affects the heart, the soul of who we are. Secondly, how we exercise is really important because that affects the soul, the heart of who we are. It says in 1 Timothy 4 verse 8, 
It says for bodily exercise profits a little. As you can see, I have obviously been exercising well um, and that profits me a little bit. But it says this, but godliness is profitable for all things. Profit- profitable for all things. Godliness. What does godliness means mean? Well, it lives. It means living in God's way, living in holiness, living the way that God wants us to. When you live the way that God wants you to, it profits all things. It says, having the promise of life that now is and which is to come. So bodily exercise it profits our physical heart a little. Uh, exercising godliness, living God's way. Profits our heart, the soul of who we are, a huge amount. So when we live God's way, it's like physical exercise. Our heart becomes stronger. Living a godly life positions us at the gate of our heart, ready to close the gate when the wrong stuff tries to come in. Because think about it: if you're continually living the wrong way, if you're continually live, living uh, in contradiction to what God says then you're not guarding the gate of your heart. It, it's going to be easy for the wrong stuff to come in. But when you live a godly life, then you'll recognise when things that are wrong, things that can do you damage, do your heart damage, are trying to come in. And you'll be much better at guarding your heart. It's like you've left your station when you, when you don't live God's way. You've, you've left your station at the gate of your heart and it's wide open so that anything can come in. And then the third thing, that we need to guard, uh, that, that will help us guard our hearts, is, is how we respond to challenging circumstances. So again, I spoke about the physical heart and how challenging circumstances, if we don't respond well, can have a really detrimental effect on our physical hearts. But actually cha- uh, responding well to challenging circumstances can have a really positive effect on our physical hearts. And again, in the same way, our soul, our, the heart of who we are, is affected by how we respond to challenging circumstances. It says in Psalm 27, verse 14, this is one of my favourite psalms. David wrote it in the midst of huge challenges. And in the last verse of that psalm, verse 14, it says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So in Psalm 27, verses 1 to 13, uh, David basically lists a whole load of challenges that he's facing in that moment. Here he's got opportunities for fear, opportunities uh, to respond badly because people are against him, lies are being said against him, violent threats are being thrown his way, he's in the midst of a time of war, there's even relationship breakdown mentioned there. He says, even, my, even when my mother and father are against me. Um, and I, I think about that. I think, who's David's father? Jesse. Jesse, dad of all those sons. Remember, Samuel came to Jesse's house and eventually they found David. I, thought, I think, wow, like even, even David's parents at some point must have spoken against him or turned against him. But David was positioned at the gate of his heart and he kept it firmly guarded. And one of the reasons David was positioned at the gate of his heart was because he lived a godly life. He made mistakes still, and every single one of us will make mistakes. Um, but David lived a godly life. He, he exercised godliness, which is profitable for all things, as we read just now. 
He lived a godly life and so he was positioned at the gate of his life. And in this psalm, David declares that he would not fear, that he would worship God, that he would seek God's face. He says, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. David declared that he would have good courage, that he would trust in God, that he would wait on God. And I, I, I always think about what does it mean to wait on God? What does that waiting on God mean? And I think it simply means taking time to think about how God would have us respond. You know, if I'm waiting on someone, I'm, I'm maybe waiting for them to speak or waiting for them to, to give me some wisdom. And that, that's what waiting on God is. It's saying, OK, God, I'm not going to rush ahead and do things my way. I'm not going to just react or rush in, or try and handle things in my own way, which David could have easily done in all of those circumstances. I'm not going to try and operate in my own strength, do things the world's way. I'm going to wait on you, God. I'm going to receive your strength in this challenging circumstance, and I'm going to respond in a way that you would have me respond. Because actually, when we do that, that is really good for the heart or the soul of who we are. So one of the best things that we can do is wait on the Lord when we face challenging circumstances and commit to respond to our circumstances in God's way. This waiting on the Lord strengthens our hearts. So how do you determine the condition of your heart? How do you know how your heart is doing? Uh, Well, I think you know. I I think you probably know if your heart has got clogged up, that, that your soul, the the, the core of who you are, right? I think you probably know if your heart has got clogged up with stuff, if you've let the wrong stuff in. You know if you've done that. Um, you know if you've continually done that. If you're still doing that now, you know. And and I don't want you to feel guilty today. I don't want you to, want you to feel ashamed because when when you allow guilt and shame to come in, that's never positive. That never causes you to sort things out. When you feel condemned, Jesus was condemned for us. He took the punishment for our sin. And and so there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Um, But it then says we should live in the spirit and not try and live according to the law. So so what is God saying here? What's God saying here? I I believe if your heart is is damaged or if it's broken or if it's clogged up with, with stuff that you've let in because you've let the wrong stuff in, You'll know by the way that you speak and by the way you think. It says in Luke 6, 45, A good man out of the good treasure in his heart brings forth good. An evil man out of the evil treasure in his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever is going on internally, your mouth will declare it. Uh, you may have really let yourself down sometimes and just said stuff and thought, yeah, I know where that came from. That came from my heart that is damaged, my heart that's hurting, my heart that isn't trusting, my heart that's become closed or hardened. Um, or you may have just thought things and actually not, you might have managed to stop them coming out of your mouth. But, you know, words start with our thoughts, don't, don't they? And this isn't about other people right now. This is about you and me. So listen to your thoughts. Think about how you speak. What does that tell you about the condition of your heart? Perhaps you've been consuming the wrong stuff and this has clogged your heart up. 
listening to the wrong voices, basing what you believe about yourself on what the world says, basing your decision making on what everyone else is doing. Perhaps you've not exercised godly living and therefore you've not been guarding your heart. You've kind of moved away from the gate of your heart because you've just lived your way. Perhaps challenging circumstances have, have damaged your heart, broken, even crushed your heart. You feel like your heart has been crushed by some of the stuff that you've gone through and you've not been able to climb on top and, and overcome. Perhaps your heart is heavy because of secrets or, or shame or guilt. And I want to say to you today, God wants to heal your heart. God wants to heal your heart. He is our loving Heavenly Father. Jesus described himself as gentle and lowly. Jesus loves you and he wants to heal your heart. It says in Psalm 147 verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. It says in Luke 4 verse 18, Jesus said about himself, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That's why Jesus came, to heal the brokenhearted. And there is no human who has got away with it. There's no human who, who doesn't in some way come into this category, who hasn't in some way had a damaged heart or, or have a broken heart. Even us Christians, even this side of the cross, we've put our faith in Christ, we've been made new creations, but we still live in this world. We still have the junk of the past sometimes to deal with that tries to... to to take us down, that tries to damage our hearts. And Jesus said he's come to heal the brokenhearted. And so the very first thing to, to receiving healing in your heart, to for that heart that has not been guarded, for that heart that has been damaged by life, the very first thing is come to Jesus. Come to Jesus, Matthew 11. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Come to Jesus, lay your heart before him, acknowledge that you've let the wrong stuff in and let God take it out. Acknowledge it. John 1 John verse 1, sorry, 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is the heart of God. Confess, come to him, acknowledge where you're broken, acknowledge where you've messed up. And he is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse your life, to, to, to cleanse your life, to, to, to heal you, to bring you to a place where you can live again. And then the second thing, after you've acknowledged where your heart has been damaged, the second thing is simply commit to guarding your heart. Commit to putting into practice some of these things that I've spoken about today. About today. How, how are you eating? How are you exercising? And how are you responding to challenging circumstances? Very last scripture today is Romans 12 verse 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world. Remember, uh, we, just, we just read, man shall not live by bread alone. So do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So we transform our lives by the renewing of our minds with God's word, that you may prove, live out 
demonstrate what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So my prayer for you today is that wherever in your life uh, you you feel like you've been unguarded, where, where you've let the wrong stuff in, that you would come to God today, that you would lay at his feet, that you give your heart to him once again in a fresh way today and that God would come and that he would heal your broken heart wherever there is brokenness, wherever, wherever there is need, wherever there are things in your heart where there's damage, where it's become clogged, where it's become hard and not soft, that God would step in and that he would bring healing to your heart, but that also you would think about how you guard your heart from here on. I pray that you've been blessed by this word today and uh, let me just pray for you as, as I finish sharing this word this morning. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you would continue to speak into every heart. Father, I pray, Lord, for each person that's watching this message today, that this wouldn't just be words, but this would be something that powerfully touches the hearts and the lives of each and every listener in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, that you heal the brokenhearted and bind up our wounds. Amen. God bless you.